Wordplay, Theater for the Ear and the Imagination, presents The Reckoning, a short play by 20th century American playwright Percival Wilde. The drama echoes the poem Retribution by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. That poem was inspired by an ancient proverb in which the justice of God is compared to a grain mill. Longfellow wrote, Though the mills of God grind slowly, they grind exceedingly small. Though with patience he stands waiting, with exactness he grinds it all. The play is set in the barber shop, on the first floor of a large downtown office building, at a time when many men routinely went to the barber shop for a shave. As the play opens, the barber greets a customer who has just walked into the shop. Jeffrey DeSisto plays the barber, and Danny Kaplan portrays the customer. The production was directed by Dominican father Matthew Powell. Good afternoon, sir. Is that clock right? Yes, sure. Western Union time. Corrected every hour. My watch has run down. Now I've got just five minutes to spare. Can you shave me in that time? I must look my best. Five minutes, sir? Easy, easy. Just sit in the chair, sir. All right. Go ahead. Please take off your collar and tie, sir. Pussy, aren't you? I can shave your neck easier that way. I tried to do my best, sir. There. Satisfied now? Oh, Do you have to lay me so far back in the chair? I can give you a closer shave this way, sir. Very well. So you're in a hurry, sir? Yes. I've got to attend an extremely important meeting at 3.15. Oh, the big auction upstairs. Yes, I've heard about it. Another customer was telling me about it. A lot of wealthy businessmen. Yes, the most important meeting of my life. I must be there to bid. There's a fortune to be made. (laughs) And a fortune for someone else to lose. But what if you lose the auction, sir? Not a chance. Not a chance. It's been planned to the last detail. Don't worry, sir. You've still got time. Where are you from, sir? Well, I've moved around a lot because of my business ventures. I've moved around also, sir. I'm not a southerner nor a northerner, just a plain American. I lived in Savannah, Georgia for a few years. Did you? Why, so did I. Yes, indeed. I used to see you quite frequently, though you never came into my shop. What a coincidence. Then I went to Philadelphia. In what year? Let me think. It was April, 12 years ago. April, 12 years ago. I went to Philadelphia that same month. I saw you there too, sir. What are you doing? I'm hurrying, sir. Well, you needn't cut my throat while you're about it. No, sir. Sorry, sir. From Philadelphia, I went to Newark. To Newark? No kidding. And from Newark to Louisville, and from Louisville, here. (laughs) Why, one would think you'd been following me about. 
I've lived in every one of those places. Have you, sir? It's a small world, isn't it? And you've been a barber all along? I wouldn't do anything else. It's my trade. I'm proud to be a barber. Well, this is the first time you ever shaved me. Curious, isn't it? And it may be the last. That is so, because I'm going to leave town right after the auction. If I may ask, sir, where are you going? I don't know yet. <laughs> are you going to follow me? Sooner or later, sir. It's going to be a long journey, isn't it? What makes you think so? There's a long journey we all take. Sooner or later, eh? A long journey? <laughs> Hurry it along. You're wasting my time, man. Am I, sir? Fine weather we're having. Yes. Though a little more rain would be good for the crops. Yes, yes. Now can you make it snappy? You know, sir, the young man who has the shoe store was saying, as I trimmed his hair one morning... I don't care what he said. I want you to finish shaving me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the young woman who runs the newsstand upstairs, the one right next to the elevator, she said she has never had... I told you once I don't care what your friends are saying. I've got to be at my meeting at 3.15. Yes, sir. My time is almost up. You'll have to hurry. My whole fortune depends on it. You promised you would shave me in five minutes. Uh, don't worry, sir. I always keep my promises. I always keep my promises. I remember back in Savannah when my poor daughter was alive. I promised... I don't give a damn about your daughter. No, sir. I didn't think you did. And your time is up. No, sir. Your time is up. What, what do you mean? Don't move like that again, sir. You don't know how close I came to cutting you. You, you promised to finish me in five minutes. Uh, no, sir. If you will allow me to contradict you, I did not. You said you would shave me in five minutes. Yes, sir. I did. That is correct. Well, then it's... Easy, sir. Easy. No sudden movements. This razor is sharp. When I promised to shave you in five minutes, I didn't say anything about lathering. That takes several minutes by itself. What do you... Ouch! Now you've done it, sir. I told you not to move, sir. Now I've cut you. You certainly have. It's only a nick, sir. I'll stop the bleeding with a styptic pencil. Ouch! Smarts, doesn't it? You clumsy, awkward fool. I did it on purpose, sir. What, what do you mean? You really mustn't accuse me of being clumsy, sir. I'm not clumsy, sir. If I cut you, it was quite intentional. Like this. Ah! Damnation! Are you crazy? No, sir. I'm quite sane. Oh, don't try to get up, sir. Don't do that. My razor is frightfully sharp. I want to sit up. Don't try it, sir. While the razor is at your throat, it is sure to be fatal. Then take it away. No, 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 sir. When I am through shaving you, not before. Now, take it easy, sir. Lie back quietly. Quietly, that's it. What are you going to do with me? What is this? A hold-up? What am I going to do with you, sir? Why, I really haven't decided yet. Can't you suggest something? Listen to me. I must be at the meeting at once. I can't spare another minute. If I am not there at 3.15, I'll be ruined. Do you understand me? Ruined! You needn't raise your voice, sir. My hearing is excellent. Can't I convince you? I have to be at that auction. Oh, I believe you, sir. Don't let that trouble you. In fact, I know all about the meaning. 
I made it my business to know every minute detail about that meeting. There's going to be an auction, and unless you bid, it's all over for you. Then you'll let me go. I'm afraid I won't, sir. But you... If I may use your own words, sir, I don't give a damn about your meeting. Who the devil do you think you are? Quiet, sir. I'll give you ten dollars to let me go. I beg your pardon, sir? This tie pin. It's worth one hundred dollars. I'll give it to you. I don't hear well on this side, sir. Try the other ear. Five hundred dollars. I must be at the auction. I'll give you five hundred dollars. I'm afraid it won't do, sir. You see, the young lady who runs the newsstand upstairs says... You won't interrupt me this time, will you? She says it's important to keep customers in sight. There's nothing so bad for business as people looking into an empty shop. Oh, have you no heart? It's almost too late. Every second is worth at least $5,000 to me. Well, sir, it will console you to know that my time is worth very little. Please let me up. If I wait a minute longer, I'll be financially ruined. I might as well shoot myself. I wouldn't object, sir. Please, please, please. So you are beginning to feel some regrets. I'm glad to see it. I always thought you'd regret sooner or later. By the way, sir... Haven't you recognized me yet? Recognized you? Oh, I see. You thought I was just a lunatic. Well, I'm not. Look at me. Look at me closely. I don't know you. No? Well, just say to yourself, 12 years ago, this man's hair was not so gray. 12 years ago, this man's face didn't show so many lines of care. 12 years ago... This man lived in Savannah, Georgia. You can't be. Say it. Kilburn. Yes, Kilburn. And you followed me about? For twelve years. I'm a patient man. From town to town. I was never far behind you. Good God! Yes, God! I used to think about God a great deal, John. I used to ask God why he never brought you to my little shop. But God brought you here at last, John. He brought you here at last. Once in Philadelphia, you came in, but there was another man in the chair and you wouldn't wait. Once in Louisville, you crossed my threshold, looked at your watch, and walked out again. But sooner or later, John, I knew that God would send you into my shop and sit you in my chair. That day has come. But why did I have to sit in your chair? There must have been other ways. A barber is who I am. My razor is my tool and my weapon. I want to reckon with you in my way. As I said before, I am an incredibly patient man. You and I, John, the two of us, have a long account to settle, haven't we? In a way, I've been one of your creditors. You have a debt to pay, and this is our reckoning, John. You're going to pay me, pay me in full, and you're going to pay me now. What are you going to do? That's a hard question, John. I'd be justified in cutting your throat, wouldn't I? It would be murder. Such an ugly word, isn't it? Murder in the first degree. Yes, I believe it would be. They'd get you, 
shortest fight. I wouldn't try to get away. But Kilburn, think of what you're doing. I have. I've been thinking about it for 12 years, John. I'm on my back. Helpless. You would run if I let you up. Give me a chance, Kilburn. Give me a chance. No, John. You get no chance. You gave no chance to Jenny. She was just 18 when you came to town. She was only a child, John, only a child. Her mother was dead. I was all she had, and she was all I had. And I was trying to bring her upright, to make her the same kind of woman her mother had been, if you know what that means. I, I didn't know that. Don't tell me what you did and what you didn't. She loved you, and I trusted you. You were going to get married. You took her away with you, but you didn't marry her. Marriage? Why, you never thought of it. You couldn't get her any other way. You wanted her, and you got her. You didn't care about me, and you didn't care about her. You flung her into the gutter. Makes me sick to think about it. She came home six months later. How she got back all the way from where you'd taken her. I don't know, and I don't like to guess. And then, and then... I'll marry her, Kilburn. I'll marry her now. You'll have to ask her about that. Well? In a couple of minutes, you'll be able to ask her. What do you mean? She's dead, John. She's dead! <laughs> 30 seconds for your prayers, John. Don't kill me, man. Don't kill me. I'm not ready to die. My soul is not ready. I'm too young. Don't kill me. Please don't kill me. The razor is already pressing against your throat, John. It would only take one quick <laughs> slash. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you, John. Oh, God. I'm not going to die. No, John, I'm not going to kill you. And you could have. When you're just about to cross the river to the afterlife, when your eyes are beginning to glaze and your heart's about to stop beating, you won't be any nearer death than you were a few seconds ago. Why didn't you kill me? It wouldn't bring back Jenny, would it? Were you afraid to kill me? After I had been looking forward to it for 12 years? No. Then why? You'll always remember why, John. For the rest of your life, you'll remember. It was on account of your meeting. My auction. Oh my god, I missed the auction! Yes, the auction. I'm too late. I missed it. I'm ruined. I'm completely ruined! I didn't kill you, John. I intended to kill you. But the auction was a happy accident. Maybe even providential. So I left you your life, but I made your life worthless. I broke you financially, which gives me more satisfaction than killing you. The debt has been paid, John. God has finally balanced the scales. We have had our reckoning. <laughs> I'm broke. I am broke. I am left without a cent. Well... I hope at least you have enough money left to pay for the shave. <laughs>